This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, as you know, an enormous news day with President Trump indicted now for a third time. This is amazing. This is tied to January 6th and the 2020 elections. And joining us now is the great constitutional law professor. He has a powerful new book out. It is amazing. It is called appropriately Get Trump. And joining us now is Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, your reaction? This is just an extraordinary moment. Well, I'm not surprised. I predicted it in my book Get Trump that they would try to come up with some convoluted indictment based on January 6th. They couldn't indict him for the speech. That's constitutionally protected. They can't really indict him for the uh, alternate slate of electors. That's provided for uh, in the law. Uh, And so they came up with a bunch of charges that are very difficult to understand in some respects. But the bottom line is they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump himself personally subjectively believed that he had lost the election and he was doing this notwithstanding his own knowledge. If if he can raise a reasonable doubt and suggest that you know, he actually believed it, then I think he defeats all of the charges in the indictment. I think it's going to be very hard to prove what his state of mind, what his actual knowledge is. Uh, they're not going to be able to psychoanalyze him. They don't seem to have a smoking gun. I thought they might the smoking gun of somebody who would say, well, I spoke to Donald Trump and he actually told me that he believed he had lost the election. I thought they might come up with something like that, whether it was truthful or not. They seems not to have done that. And so they're relying on inferences that people told him he lost. That's true. I'm sure I said that I thought he lost. I thought it was a, a reasonable uh, uh, conclusion based on the evidence. But he obviously didn't believe it. And I think that's a complete defense. You know, it's really powerful what you're saying, because you're right. Even to this day, uh, he's told many people, he's told me he believes the election was stolen. And he's told family members. I mean, he seems to that is, I think, what he genuinely believes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's true. And I think that, you know, they called Jared Kushner before the grand jury, expecting or hoping that he might say, well, you know, he told me he didn't believe it. But Kushner apparently testified that he did believe it. And, um, you know, I think he believes it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's a it's a it's a the correct belief at all. But, you know, if you know Donald Trump, you know, he believes things and he believes them very strongly and he doesn't change his mind based on what other people tell him. You know, what's interesting, Professor Alan Dershowitz, also you look at the history of people challenging elections. He's not the first one to say, wait a minute, there's some questions. I mean, Nancy Pelosi uh, questioned yeah. the elections. Uh, Hillary hey, Clinton about, believed. How about Alan Dershowitz? In, 19, in 2000, I wrote a book called Supreme Injustice, where I claimed that uh, that uh, Al Gore uh, won Florida legitimately and, and that the election was stolen from him by the butterfly ballot. I represented the people of Palm Beach County who wanted uh, a revote or a reanalysis of the election because of the butterfly ballot. Remember, the butterfly ballot put the, the hole in the wrong place. Yes. And hundreds and hundreds of people voted for Pat Buchanan. Many of them were old Jewish people who hated Pat Buchanan. Uh, you know, he was not particularly friendly to the Jews, but his name was right next to um, the, the name of the vice presidential candidate for 
uh, Al Gore, Joe Lieberman, who was Jewish. And so a number of people, quite a few, voted for for Pat Buchanan, thinking they were voting for Joe Lieberman. So, you know, we challenged elections. Tilden Hayes' election was challenged. The election of John Kennedy in 1960 was a challenge. And, of course, more recently, there were challenges 2016. And that's part of our system. And it's part of the First Amendment, the right to petition government for a redress of uh, grievances and to criminalize that. For me, particularly, the difficult issue is this. You have the incumbent president, who now is tied in the polls, 44% to 44%. And his administration is prosecuting his chief opponent, trying to prevent him from running. In order to do that, the evidence has to be so clear and compelling that nobody could dispute it. It has to meet what I call the Richard Nixon standard, where both parties wanted to see Richard Nixon either impeached or prosecuted unless he resigned from office. That standard hasn't been met in this case. Do you believe then that this is election interference? Well, whether it's intended as election interference, that's certainly the effect. I mean, he's going to be on trial during the campaign. We know that the Florida case is scheduled to take place between the ends of primaries and the beginning of the convention. Now we hear from Jack Smith that he wants a speedy trial, which means before the election. So it does interfere with his ability to campaign. And that's why you should never have an indictment of an opposing candidate from the party in power unless the evidence is just so compelling and so overwhelming that it's there's no alternative. But here there was an alternative here. They had to stretch to get this indictment and they really have to stretch to get all the indictments. The strongest indictment is the Florida indictment based on that one piece of paper that he waved in front of to a writer and a publisher saying, I could have declassified this, but I didn't. It's still secret. But, you know, that's not a major crime. He didn't turn anything over to our enemies. He was being foolish and, and braggart. Uh, but, you know, so far, uh, it's it's the January 6th allegations that are the most serious. And I just don't think this indictment uh, satisfies the standard that ought to be met before the opponent of the sitting president is indicted. And uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, um, the other thing, this one of the counts, you, you know, the, the four counts, but the last one is conspiracy against rights. Uh, yeah. who, whose rights did he take away? Well, it's, that's the phoniest of all four of them. It's a civil rights statute passed after the uh, Civil War. It's, you know, 150 years old. And uh, I, I just don't get what 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 it really has in mind. Um, but it's just thrown in there, I think. Uh, the key point of the indictment is that he honestly believed he had lost and everything he did to try to undo the election was therefore fraudulent. So unless the government can prove that very difficult to prove subjective intent, subjective knowledge, I don't think there's a case. What do you make of the others, these sort of unnamed co-conspirators, how he's trying to lump them in? Well, they're lawyers, and uh, maybe that's one of the reasons he doesn't want to name them, because they're all, all but one of them are lawyers. And, and therefore, he's going to be able to say, look, I relied on lawyers uh, to make these points. That's why they had to name the lawyers as unindicted co-conspirators in order to try to eliminate his defense of, hey, I relied on my on my lawyers. And so um, the other reason they try to get unindicted co-conspirators so they can get hearsay evidence in, uh, because there's an exception to the hearsay rule 
if it's a statement made by or to a co-conspirator. And so it's a tactic. But uh, will it work? I don't know. Look, it's the District of Columbia, so anything might work. And, uh, you know, it's an Obama-appointed judge in a jurisdiction that was 91 or 92 percent anti-Trump, maybe more. And uh, the first motion that I think his lawyers will make is for a change of venue to Virginia, where the jury pool might be a little bit more even. Northern Virginia is very Democrat, but um, large parts of Virginia are are mixed. And, you know, they just elected a new uh, governor in Virginia. I had breakfast with him the other day. Very yeah, nice good guy. Very, very good guy. Yep. <laughs> good ball player. Six foot seven inch uh, basketball yes, player. He's very tall. I was a five foot seven inch basketball player in high school. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, well, it is what an what an unbelievable day. Uh, yeah. It really is astounding. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It always means so much to get your great perspective. Always, always a pleasure to be on with you. You know, I love being on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And we love you and everybody. Be sure to get his book. Boy, uh, is it spot on. Get Trump is the title from the great Professor Dershowitz. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.